This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to White Ladies in Crisis. It's a podcast dedicated to women losing their marbles. I am Joe Lipset, and I'm joined, as always, by Gina Radcliffe. Hello. As well as Jen Adams. Hello. And Joe, before we start, I actually have some news for you. Oh. I'm telling you this as a courtesy, but Gina's blood type is O and my blood type is O. So physically, there is no possible way you could be the father of this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> and you're just, you're calling to tell me woman to man as a courtesy, exactly. right? <laughs> I don't want to get in the middle of anything, but I just wanted to let you know. Click. Oh my goodness. Ladies, oh. we are talking about physical <laughs> season three, episode six, over and over. And of course, Jen is doing a bit because John <laughs> Bream learns that his newborn baby is not his. Let me tell you, of all of the things I was expecting from this show, it not was this. not that <laughs> at all. No. But also, what are we doing? I know. <laughs> yeah, I... As usual, I have things to say, but I'll let you guys go first. No, Gina, I want to hear it. How do you really feel about this storyline? About the about the, specifically the John Ream storyline or this episode mm-hmm. in general? Well, the John, I mean, again, like, I, I worry that with only four more four. episodes to go at this point, yep. that a lot of things are going to be very hastily wrapped up. And, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like mm-hmm. it's... You know, you know, it's there's going to be a lot that's not very satisfying. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I, I mean, obviously, the, the, you know, the roots are going to take, you know, either they're going to stay together and continue to be miserable, mm-hmm. or he's going to confront her, and they're finally going to split up and maybe have some opportunity at at, at happiness. Happiness, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and I would not put it past the show to put her back together with uh, Sheila. Or put John back together with Sheila. Oh, boy. But is that good for either of them, though? No. No. I I feel like there is a 5% chance that it would be good for them. And a 95% chance that it would be a huge disaster. Yeah. Which the show does well, but not in the final season, as we should be looking to wrap things up. Like... I I don't want to say that this storyline is coming out of nowhere because obviously we've been dealing with John Bream and Maria this whole time, but also this still feels like a new angle and I just don't know why we're introducing new conflicts when we should be starting to get rid of things. Right, exactly, exactly. And I think my speculation is that I think they were going to have, they thought they were going to have at least one or two more seasons and mm, their end yeah, game yeah. requires John Bream to be at a certain place. Right. And if that was not the case, they would just leave him behind like they did with Tyler and Bunny, you know? Mm-hmm, but I think mm-hmm. that we have to have this involved and that's why it feels, it feels like a skeleton B plot, you know, right. where we just like, we catch up with him when we have to because he needs to get to point C by the end of the season, you know? 
Also, remember a couple episodes ago where, you know, we thought that there was going to be some connection between him coaching like a track team for uh-huh. for the Olympics and then, you know, and Danny taking up running and they don't seem to be like really doing anything that with that anymore. Yeah. Like he, he got the deal to, you know, provide the toilets and then like, like, okay, I guess that's it. I guess that's something Maria ruined for him or at least, mm-hmm. you know, he, he his perceptions that Maria ruined for him. Yeah, it's confusing. It definitely feels like we thought that they were going to move towards the Olympics and maybe that's not the case. Mm-hmm. The only way that I'm seeing a kind of silver lining in this John Bream stuff is that it definitely still feels like this show is exploring notions of fatherhood and masculinity. Like there's a good parallel between John Bream's storyline and Danny's storyline. You know, in this episode, Danny has <laughs> this weird revelation when his sister tells him, oh, Maya is applying toothpaste to her vagina because it <laughs> tingles. And John Bream realizes, I don't know anything about my infant daughter. Mm-hmm. So I, it it feels like the show is gently ribbing on men who have children and don't know anything about them. I do think it's funny how uh, John Bream is just carrying the baby, who I guess she's recovered from whatever... She seems to be okay now. Yeah, she's still underweight, this, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but he's like carrying her around like someone just gave him like a pork roast on a platter. And he's just like <laughs> so uncomfortable. I like, love has it. Has he never met this baby before? Like surely Probably he's not. at least <laughs> That blew my mind. And I say this like the day after Corey took both of my kids to the doctor just because, or both of our kids, because he, because I, I had to work, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just horrified by how disconnected he was from fathering and i think that's probably one who john bream is to Mm -hmm. that ultra religious culture he's coming from and i I should say ultra patriarchally religious culture and Mm -hmm. then also the time period but like i was horrified like it's like he's never seen a baby and he has other children and and i you know well I, i think you know he never really wanted the baby in the first place yeah right and you know and now i guess i mean i guess when he's <laughs> he has a way out if he wants to take it but but oh I, yes i don't know if he wants to take it because i don't know that anybody in this show you know knows the right thing to do for themselves right like can he admit that this is not his child like what will his church say you know Yeah, this is one of those cases where I wish I knew a little bit more about Mormonism. As much as we like to rag on John Bream as a character and how the show sometimes uses him, I do have a feeling that this will be a kind of moral test for the character. And I'm intrigued to see whether he says, you know what, I'm actually going to stand by this child and my wife because they're not perfect just like me. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. And I think I tend to I have a lot of issues with religion so i tend to get a little bit triggered by it and probably i might be being a little too harsh on him because he is being very supportive he's trying in his way he's trying (laughs) and i mean he's holding it like a pot roast but he also gave her the whole day so Mm -hmm. you know that that is something and i think it's growth for his character it's not I did think it was kind of cute how he says to the kid, I don't like this one iota. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, God bless Paul Sparks for this performance Mm -hmm. because 
every time we have an issue with the character, it's not about the performance. I think he's doing great work. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I just, you know, I just think that, that you know, they've never been 100% sure what they want to do with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and have not been entirely sure what they want the audience to think of him. Right. Yeah, I agree. So talking about the other male on the show, what do we think about what Danny is getting up to? So he definitely, I don't think we're meant to infer that he has slept with Fidelia, but he definitely does go on a date with her to a bar where they mix a shot for you in your mouth. <laughs> and like shake your head around where I'm just like, my neck was, no. like, that's, that's, a, that's, a law, that's a lawsuit waiting it's a to happen. no for me. No, thank you. <laughs> Oh, Danny. I, man, of course he was going to do this. You know, it's like every time we have an episode, we're like, oh, Danny. Oh, I see a new Danny. Oh, I love him now. I say that. I don't want to put words in y'all's mouth. But (laughs) every time we have that, he just like punches me in the gut in the next episode. And I'm like, what are you doing? But it's also very funnily delivered. So. I'm I'm okay with it. And I love the way like they broached the conversation about uh is it okay for us to be dating when they both mm-hmm. know of course it's not. Of okay. course it's not. No. No. <laughs> no no way in the world Sheila would be okay with that. But did you see his face when Fidelia mentioned that she was dating? Hmm. Telling. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that's that's to be expected, I think, you know. I think so. And I, I know that we've speculated about whether or not the show will try to get Sheila and Danny back together by the end. I appreciate the fact that the show isn't simply fixing Danny and saying, you know what, now that he's taken up running and he has a better understanding of how much effort it takes to raise a child, he's a better man. Like, no, he's not. He's still a little bit douchey. He's definitely still smarmy. You know, the this line that he gives her where he says he's going to open a running program for disadvantaged kids, and he thought of it just now. <laughs> just like, <laughs> Danny, you're still a fucking asshole. Mm. But... I do appreciate that we seem to be making some gentle steps towards his rehabilitation, primarily courtesy of his sister, Debbie, who I loved in this episode, because when Casey Wilson talks about his tendency to date women he can control, such as doe-eyed freshmen and babysitters, (laughs) I loved it. Oh, yeah. I loved her in this episode, too. It seems like his home is running okay right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's a nice change. <laughs> and she's not turning into a female Jerry, which I right. was very concerned about. Well, I do have a question. Uh, did I miss somewhere that now Maya is living with Danny permanently? So Sheila definitely said that they're going to do equal uh, parenting. So I think... She's probably foisting Maya off on him more often, and we're just not seeing when Maya's because we haven't because we haven't seen Sheila and Maya together in like Couple several episodes. episodes. No, it was yeah. since she made the spaghetti and meatballs. I think is the right. last time. Yeah, before just... she went to the the convention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's another kind of a victim of this abbreviated timeline that yes. I think we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about how Sheila's doing. So she's still experiencing negative voices, but they're not her own voice. It's still Kelly and also the men who are trying to control how she does her Wake Up San Diego segments. 
I was super uncomfortable with this producer's idea of, hey, we should send you out to gyms that are good for single pickups. Mm-hmm. But you know, they but it's it's so accurate to how, mm-hmm. particularly in the eighties, fitness was treated. I don't know if either uh, you've ever seen an absolutely dreadful movie from the eighties called Perfect. With, uh, I wanted Tra- to watch it so bad. John Travolta <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much exactly about that. And, oh, and really? Yeah, and it is and, and, like absolutely unwatchable. Because the aerobics parts of it, I've seen so many gifs of it, and it looks hot. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, she's like a little... Jo- oh, she looks, she looks great. She looks amazing in it. John Travolta is wearing shorts that are entirely too short. <laughs> yes, Gina, once again, you and I are at opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> You're like, I, I see no problem with this, dude. I don't think they're short enough. <laughs> All right. Oh, you need to get Kelly Kilmartin's shorts, uh, shorts editor. Um, I cannot think of a place that i would least want to hit on people than no. you know like, well there is like an endorphin rush when you work out right so you're yeah. seeing other fit bodies or people who are at least interested in their health and you're riding a high they're riding a high mm-hmm. i mean i will say it's maybe a little bit different in a gay culture situation like mm-hmm. gyms have a a slightly different connotation for some people, but I can appreciate what you're saying. Yeah, the, you know, the sweatiness and the odors and that kind of <laughs> stuff. Not always appealing. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I always look like shit at the gym. And I just don't <laughs> want to like just hide. <laughs> I'm just like, I want to get here and be done with it. Exactly. Yeah. I really love how Sheila is very adamant about, you know, this is about the exercise. This is not yes. about selling, selling diet food or trying to make something tawdry about working out. She, mm-hmm. she takes it very seriously. So which, seriously. Which, you know, you know, I think is, you know, is, is an interesting take on the character. Like, you know, this is, at this point, this is kind of all she has. So well, she's well. I mean, it's all that she wants, I think, right now. And and she is putting you. Know, she's very single minded in what the purpose of it is. Hmm. And and my sound wasn't disagreeing with you, Gina. It was just more the fact that she has definitely burned most of her empire to the ground by the end of this episode. She does, yeah. But I, again, I'm still pointing towards that she is doing something by the end of the series that involves leading mm-hmm. exercise classes. And maybe that's all she wants is just to, you know, be, be a leader and inspiration and exercise and not be a quote unquote fitness celebrity. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because we see her in part of the episode and it it's just when she's coming out of a class at her office and Fidelia is kind of like, all right, here's what you got for the rest of the day. And she is very boss ladylike, right? She is booked up in 45 minute increments for the rest of the day. And it's a lot, but you can kind of get the sense that, you know, as much as Sheila resents Kelly Kilmartin's success, particularly around her new, very catchy campaign for these cookies, it does seem like Sheila just kind of wants to get back to basics. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that she doesn't really want all the bells and whistles of, of endorsing products, especially stuff like diet food, which, which, God bless, it's like, nobody needs to be eating that shit. 
Mm-hmm. No. But I will say, I am shocked that neither one of you have sung the figure eight <laughs> song. I finally got it out of my head. <laughs> it is so catchy. It really is. Although I will say, I thought they were saying figure it until oh. I saw the cookie. So if I were that vocal coach, I would do some enunciating. Um, right. Just with it. But yeah, that that was a very catchy. And that was like, okay, that's why they got Zoe Deschanel for this role. I mean, it's not exactly the only reason why, but it was a big part of it. And I think she did very well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, diet cookies are gross and bullshit. Disgusting. Mm-mm. And I was, I don't want to skip to the end because we do need to talk about Kelly. But yeah. Well, why, I mean, why don't we talk about Kelly, and then we'll talk about the decision it leads Sheila to make at the end. Well, I'm very mad at Greta, and I think she's getting punished for her choice. <laughs> uh, I don't, I, I don't like what they do with Greta this season. And again, and again, and again, I, I don't know how. I mean, I, I can only assume that either they will stay not friends, mm-hmm. or or it'll be you know, wrapped hastily wrapped up, and they'll be friends again. So right. I stopped or I finished this episode and my thought was they better know what the fuck they're doing. Because yeah. it made me so mad. I was like, what are they doing with these two characters? And I could excuse the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah, they're just they went they had to separate for a little bit to really understand what they had in each other. And then everybody just doubled down at the end of the episode. And for it to end on Greta like threatening Sheila. Like how are mm-hmm. they going to come and, like, back? Like sh- shaming her for for being open about her eating disorder, which exactly. is which is so like w- w- that time period to be open about something like that would have been tremendous. I'm actually surprised that she's you know, that she's not gotten hit with a bunch of like you know calls for for and maybe she will be in the next episode. You know mm-hmm. calls for interviews. This would have been mm-hmm. around the time that Karen Carpenter died. Mm. And I'm, I'm and I'm actually I'm actually surprised they haven't brought that up as a sort of contextual yeah. thing to 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 place the time period. I mean I don't know how you would have done we it. May and, still, and, yeah. but like that it would have been tremendous for someone to be just kind of casually say, "Yeah, I bulimia," and mm-hmm. you know the only thing that helped me get to address it was taking up fitness and mm-hmm. not like eating diet garbage and stuff like that. And just credit, yeah. just like you know, you know, like you're ruining my cookie empire and it's like Greta (laughs) okay well let's let's put a pause in the bulimia stuff because I do think that that's like its whole own conversation like it's Mm -hmm. such an important moment for Sheila and the show but since we're since we started talking about Greta I wonder are you both having this reaction because you implicitly like Greta as a nice woman and you value the female friendship between the two characters or is it that you're just uncomfortable that they're complicating her? I I think that I mean yes for the first, but also it's such a sudden change. Yeah, mm. like this is not this is a side of her. Like we you know we knew that that you know, Sheila was a difficult person. <laughs> like, sure. uh, like all you know, all all of these characters have been faceted, you know, and and have been complicated. You know, and the closest you got to realizing that there was more to Greta was like when her and 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 Ernie start you know developing sort of like you know, 
kinky lifestyle right you know, you know and and that was the you know the impression i got from that was well you know this is the thing they need to add a little spice back to their marriage sure. and 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 not that it is reflecting some secret side of greta and i, and I realize what they're trying to go for i think is that greta has poured so much of herself into this campaign mm-hmm. that you know she feels betrayed by Sheila when Sheila kind of throws a stick of dynamite at it, right? But you know now like this vindictive side that comes out, I'm like, mm, I don't know. That's that seems very you know last minute rewrite of this character, and mm-hmm. and I I don't know that I'm on board with it. Yeah, I think that's probably my biggest issue with it because I do think that given maybe more episodes to build a lot of this. Mm -hmm. This feels like something that they would go through and a conflict that they would have. And it feels honest to the character. It just feels so abrupt. It's too rushed. Exactly. And I don't think that they have earned a lot of this. Like, Ah. first of all, I don't think what Sheila did at that fashion show, I know, know we talked about that a lot in our last episode, so I don't want to belabor it, but I don't think that would have caused the Greta that I have gotten to know over the past two seasons to walk away from Sheila. No, I'm still, I'm still like boggled at that, that, yeah. that, that she just, you know, doesn't, doesn't want to hear what Sheila went through and, and right. just has no interest. I mean, no, and, and, you know, basically berating her for showing addictive behavior, right. even though she knows she's already an addict. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like any of this is a surprise to Greta, I think. And that's why I think it just feels so strange. It does. It feels, it feels very plot driven rather than character, character driven. driven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're... Exactly. I think we're missing more of Greta. Like, part of the struggle with the show is that it should really be nearly 90% Sheila-focused, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody else is sort of, like, contributing to her journey as either uh, somebody who's going into fitness, someone who's going into business, someone who's struggling with her eating disorder, and so on. And physical has made the decision no we want to try to round out some of these supporting characters give them their own independent arcs but by virtue of being often 25 26 minute long episodes we just don't have the space to Mm -hmm. to dedicate to this so we end up with a character like greta who is fascinating who's played by a wonderful actress and she has kernels of interesting stories but the show never gives her enough time so that if she needs to make a big move like this it doesn't feel authentic right right exactly yeah it just feels like you know well we need yet another antagonist for sheila Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she got enough antagonists. You know? Right. I mean? Well, this whole season could have been her versus Greta instead of her versus Kelly Kilmartin, who at this point, with only four episodes left, is still nothing more than a kind of figure in Sheila's mind. Like, even when we have scenes with this character in the trailer with Greta and this new Rusty character, I don't know who Kelly Kilmartin is. Yeah. Yeah, and she, every once in a while, will drop these little lines, like when she talked about getting fired for asking for equal pay, and then when she just said, Rusty beat this into me, like, Mm -hmm. I want to get to know this character, or I don't want, or I want her to be a figure, and I don't want, like, this halfway, I think, is is frustrating me, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I do think there's a lot there. 
and we just we just don't have time for it you know yeah yeah i mean it it does feel like everything with kelly is meant to give us insight into okay yeah greta has either gone down the wrong road or she's not as prepared for this as she thinks she is and Mm -hmm. that could be interesting but again there's so little of it and you're right gina i i think we should return back now to the bulimia part of it because i think this moment with greta would have landed well if sheila hadn't publicly admitted she hadn't if sheila hadn't admitted she had an eating disorder on tv if she had a just torpedoed figure eights and greta calls her it all would have worked better for me right yeah because of what she says you're just like oh i don't think greta would have taken this approach no i don't think greta would have been would have been this self-centered yeah it does ring what i enjoyed about this well first of all when sheila started talking i was like Mm -hmm. oh my god she's gonna tank everything like i had such an emotional roller coaster for that speech um and i thought it was so well delivered and i think it is a very like authentic speech that someone in that position would do i think she would be driven to do it not because or like ostensibly driven to do it because she's got this bone to pick with this cookie and once she becomes (laughs) really vulnerable on tv going back to the cookie almost allows her to like hide everything she just said, you know, it gives another focus to it. And I thought it was a very, very well-written speech. Um, I don't know if I totally buy that Sheila would have done it. Like I didn't, I didn't see her feeling like she was going to explode enough Mm. for me to believe she would have actually done that. It's kind of the thing with the the runway, you know? Right. this it, this feels yeah. this feels more authentic to me though than her ripping her clothes off in front of a bunch of people. I on, agree on, with on, that on a stage. Yes. Though I, I think that she really is miserable mm-hmm. having to go around and interview people talking about you know you know feces health and and <laughs> and uh, you know how gyms are singles bars and having to put her face on products she doesn't believe in. Yeah. You know, this is you know I think that she you know she wants to just. You know, lead people in fitness and, you know, help people see that, you know, exercise is, you know, a road can be a road to happiness. And I found an interesting correlation between that and, you know, today's notion of how, you know, you can't just have a hobby. You have to find some way to monetize it. And how this is like, well, you can't just, you know, lead exercise classes. You have to be a fitness celebrity or Mm -hmm. you have to parlay it to selling, you know, a line of leotards or, you know, uh, uh, cheap exercise equipment or diet food that you wouldn't deign to eat yourself. Mm-hmm. And how you just you just can't be you can't just do something that makes you happy. You have to figure out a way to to, you know, make money off of it or or become a celebrity through it. And I, I found that to be, you know, an, an interesting, you know, earlier time parallel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like this capitalist patriarchal thing where like you always need more, 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 you know, and I think Sheila has gotten to a point where I think she realizes it doesn't make her happy. And I really like that for her character. And I think she's 
just kind of wrestling with it. And I think that's a really great comparison, Gina. I think you're exactly right. I mean, I think this is the really the sad part is, and I don't know if she herself will come to this conclusion is, you know, Sheila probably could have been happy with Danny and, and, yeah. and being a mother if she had discovered exercise sooner. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And she could have worked with Danny to help him realize this is why I need this. Right. Um, yeah. But that's also why I'm really intrigued by the end of this episode. So Sheila basically burns it all down. And I, I say that I need to be careful with this because I don't want anyone to think that admitting that you have a problem or that you have a disease is a bad thing and it's going to automatically result in negative parts of your life. Yes. I think particularly for Sheila, she was not meant to do this. And I, she was not meant to do this live on tv and i do believe that she will now have lost her gig at this tv station because even the way she exits the room like everyone's looking at her like lady you just blew it but i do think you're right gina i think what we're going to open the next episode on is she's going to be receiving letters phone Mm -hmm. calls and i do think that this is going to shift her narrative to she can actually talk about the beneficial aspects of being healthy and listening to your body because she is going to take that stage as someone who has been public about her problem. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I think in the long run, it will be a good decision for her. I think so too. And I think Greta is going to see that too. I think Greta is very fixated on like pulling one over on Ernie, Ernie. I think, yeah. or and pulling one over is not quite right, but like in best proving, proving, proving yourself to, yeah. to exactly to Ernie. Yeah, and I think Greta is going to realize like that she and Sheila work very well together, and I think Greta. I don't know. I think Greta would be. I just want them to be best friends and running a gym together. It's when I just wanted her and Bunny to like, just, I just care about these characters so much. They don't, even have to, they don't even have to be in business together. They can no, just, they can just yeah. still be friends. I mean, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the best thing for Greta is to direct her, her energy and her abilities into something else that has nothing at all to do with exercise and promotion. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the things in this, episode is like i think you see how much they were complimenting each other you know because mm-hmm. sheila may not have lost that job even if that was what she was intending to do um knowingly or otherwise if greta was there to kind of smooth things over you know sure and i think greta is working with somebody who doesn't listen to her you know and that's not what she wants either which is why the end of this episode pissed me off so much so i was like no can't <laughs> can't you two see that you're in love with each other is what i just wanted to shout at right. <laughs> but no we gotta wait two more episodes for that uh, i mean I will say one other like very random thing is I think more than ever, Gina, you did call it. I think that this episode confirms that Greta has at least bisexual or lesbian tendencies because her Mm. discomfort around Kelly Kilmartin in the booty shorts to me was very suggestive of I'm trying not to look because it's making me realize I feel things. Yeah, and I think she's a. It's I guess that's Kelly's boyfriend. Like, I thought it was her manager. Well, probably agent. both, or maybe both. Ugh. 
Um, rusty. Rusty, yeah. But yeah, I mean, she she just looks, you know, I mean, understandably annoyed at his presence, but there's also sort of a, a they're competing against each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Energy there that, you know, would not be there if, you know, if both people weren't attracted to, to Kelly. Yeah. Mm. Hey, and Greta's never going to win that battle because Rusty's not going to ever let her win it. No. But yeah, the amount of, like, leotards that Sheila wears, like, it's not like this show is doesn't have women wearing skimpy stuff all the time when kelly came out i was like oh those are interesting bottoms i didn't mm-hmm. even clock that they were underwear you know? right no so, I, didn't yeah. either. I, I thought i thought it was just like a gold lame you know leotard bottom or something I know. What, yeah one thing i thought uh, one thing i i find interesting and maybe i might be off base here and feel free to tell me that i am is that I sort of feel that, like, when you compare Sheila to Kelly, Kelly has kind of, she seems kind of tacky. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and and I don't know if it's, like, like you know, more of a TV-friendly appearance, whereas, like, Sheila's always very elegant and, mm-hmm. like, you know, but, like, uh, I don't know. And I, the, the, the show's going out of their way to show they're both very different approaches to... Yes. You know, rising in the in the in the in the you know, fitness field. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie; it feels a little Betty and Veronica to me. Oh, where, definitely, yeah. Like Kelly is kind of the dumb blonde, and Sheila is the more straight laced conservative brunette. Mm-hmm. I would be interested. I say this, I don't know if I actually will watch it, but I would be interested <laughs> in physical from Kelly's perspective because oh. I think there's a lot there, you know, and she. If she seems I, I don't like her, you know, and I wonder if that is what Sheila would look like to me if I just if I weren't ever inside her head, you know, Jen, so, I think what you're describing is called Maxine. It's coming from <laughs> Ty West later this year. Yes. And I'm so I, I do. Th- I do think that uh, if you actually now, I mean, I realize I have had like your time together mm-hmm. but I, I think that if you you would have a real like uh madman situation where oh, uh hmm. where it's like you know i feel sorry for you i don't think about you at all <laughs> you know I, I don't think i don't think that that sheila is in kelly's head nearly no, as much as kelly is in all. sheila's yeah. head you know i think that she just you know that kelly has definitely pulled this you know embarrassing you know someone she perceives as a competitor shit before mm-hmm. and, and has just moved on and does not think about her at all. I agree. Oh, she's too busy skimming off the top of charities. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I I don't know. I think she is a very convincing um dumb trashy blonde, you yes. know. Um with just and I do appreciate those little hints that there's more, you know, mm-hmm. um, without really diving into it, you know, because we just don't have time for that. Well, the problem the problem is, is that we still don't know entirely how much of you know the time they spent together actually happened, right? And, yes. and how much of it was in was you know Sheila and Sheila's imagination. That's true. <sighs> I'm not what convinced if- we're ever going to learn either at this point. No, like, to me, it feels so. like the show has already moved beyond what happened at the convention, despite the mm-hmm. fact that the three of us clearly cannot let it go. I know. <laughs> I'm not know. over it. What if we find out next week that Kelly is not real at all and Greta has now joined uh, Sheila in her delusion? might be a bridge too far that's the universe where uh, maria murders john bream i was gonna say that's a little twin that's a little twin peaks that's like we we should do some physical fanfic that would be fun fanfic but with a ph there we go
It's what we'll do when we miss the series down the road. Right. Which I will. I, you know, I think. I mean, here's the thing. We have these impassioned conversations on a weekly basis, Mm -hmm. 10 weeks a year for three years, lady, because we like this show. We care deeply about this show. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there have been some things that we've watched that I think, you know, I've tried to kind of struggle to have some emotions about, you know, and this show Mm -hmm. is not at all that. I am very into it. And I think for, and we still don't know how it's going to wrap up. Like they may have a really firm grasp on what they're doing and it may pay off. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but even if it doesn't, I think what the show has given me, I think will outweigh the negatives. Yeah. 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 I mean, to me, this is a show that has, always struggled a little bit with its consistency i think Uh it's been more ambitious than it's been able to execute and i don't know if that's just because it's a 30 minute dramedy like i think think if this show was 44 minutes we would probably bemoan the fact that the episodes are long but i don't think we would have as many of the same issues i agree We'd have more musical montages if it were 44 minutes long. Clearly they know how to do a musical bit. Exactly. And the fashion. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm retroactively pitching to Apple to go back in time, make this 45 minutes, because I would love that. And I think that would solve a lot of our problems. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) We say, but I do remember when The Office started doing these double episodes. Oh, no. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, nobody needs that. Which, by the way, did you see The Return of Purd? Um, who's the anchor that Sheila, who Sheila's named, can't remember. Those aren't words. The yep. anchor whose name Sheila can't remember. I love yep. him so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is one thing that you think either will happen or that you would like to see happen? Four episodes left. Well, I think we're going to need some kind of resolution on this Danny dating Fidelia thing. Okay. Um, I think I hope that that happens in the next episode because I don't want that to be a gigantic blo- bomb that blows up right before the end, you know. Mhm. I can imagine a world where Sheila never even learns it happens. And I I'd be okay with that, I think. Oh. Or or that Regina, or that or that they, you know, that you know, she you know, admits she's dating Carlos and he admits he's dating right. Fidelia and you know, it kind of helps him you know, move, move past a little yeah. awkwardness and because i will say that there i think it's the second to last episode the thumbnail uh on on apple screeners is a picture of uh, is of them together so oh, really? you know, yeah they 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 obviously have some sort of conversation at some point before oh. yeah because yeah, they and, haven't and, had scenes together in a while hey? no. no no they haven't not since she uh dumped off maya on him i don't think uh or no when he showed up when he showed up at the uh at the 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 support meeting. oh the support group oh, that's right um i you know i I think that I don't think they're going to get back together, but mm-hmm. I I, th- I think they're going to come to a place where they could be you you civil and somewhere close to friendly. He does right. seem kind of moved by her admitting on television. About, I mean, I mean, he knew already. He didn't handle it well, obviously, but mm-hmm. but right. he knew that he knew that she had a problem with food, and you know, I I think that he is you know gonna respect her honesty yeah and and i feel like if his sister goes into some sort of you know bashing her about it i think that he is going to shut it down right because i think that he's going to you know, appreciate the the integrity of her saying that and and speaking out against like 
diet foods and all. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's been his whole that's been his whole thing is, exactly. is you know spe- is speaking out against you know corporate things and all and and i mean it seems a little performative on his part but but always (laughs) like when he spoke out about mother right but i I think he'll be impressed that she does it yeah with with more to lose and than he ever than he's ever had Mm -hmm. i agree yeah that's where i'm hoping i'm i'm almost hoping this is a gentle reset to take us into these last couple of episodes like Mm -hmm. the secret is now out publicly sheila cannot walk this back this wasn't a small move on her part i do think she's going to struggle with it but i'm hoping these last couple of episodes see her at least try to repair or or put to rest the relationships that she has with danny with greta maybe with john bream and i think it's all going to surround the fact that she's realizing who she wants to be and that she still needs help yeah. Right, and I and I think she's also going to finally learn who the people she can rely on are. Right, because yeah. you know, I think I honestly think I hope that you know Carlos will approach her with you know I know this I understand it's okay you know mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not like repulsed by it or or anything like that you right. know I think I think that Danny will come through for her in some I way it, it, you know at least I so I, at least tell her you know I'm proud of you you know I, I hope that you're able to find happiness you know the things you want to hear you know from somebody you shared a life with and you don't anymore for one reason or another you know yeah. I mean you know Greta I don't know I I, I hope but I really don't don't know what she's doing they're doing with this character right now yeah i think i think we will get there with greta but to me that is end game like to me the the core crux of physical is actually sheila and greta mm-hmm. i think the show knows it i think we'll start to see reparations not i think we're gonna have to wait at least one more episode we gotta have a cooling down period and then i think we'll see in around episode eight and nine that they'll start to come back together and they'll have patched it up by the finale i think i agree because i think you're right i think that is really the heart of the show you know yeah yeah i also who do you think the father is I don't think I, I don't think I don't think I don't think I don't think I know what I'm like oh I want to know it's so gonna be bad. some other dude from the church right yeah, it yeah, is I don't think it's, gonna, don't think it's ever like, gonna be I don't think we're ever gonna find out unless she went to a sperm donor to try oh, interesting to get, she, anyways and it, it like you're right it really couldn't matter less you know and I don't want them to spend a whole lot of time on that because I am way more interested in everything else we've talked about right but, like what the fuck? I love a good who's the daddy mystery. You know? It's, it's, it's a mom such a weird, it's a Jerry Springer moment. Like the show, right. I, it just did not need to be included in here. No. Unless it's going to contribute greatly to wherever John Breen goes. Yeah. But for now it feels, why? Why do I, we do this? I wonder if they regret giving him that baby. Mm. And they're kind of trying to get him out of it. So, okay. I don't know. Who knows? I don't. Who I knows? hope they know, you know? <laughs> I hope they know for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh, no. All right. Well, Gina, if people want to talk to you about the impact of Karen Carpenter's death on culture, how would they get in touch? I I am the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast. I have a substack, ginawatchesthings.substack.com, and I write about movies and television at spool.net, and you can find me on Blue Sky under Gina, Watch- Gina Does Things. Gotta keep my name straight. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I here? <laughs> exactly. 
Gosh. And uh, Jen, if people want to talk to you about the best baby daddy reveals, how would they get in touch? <laughs> uh, you can find me at Jim Ferratu on um, just wherever social things are. If I'm there, it's at Jim Ferratu. I'm also hosting the Losers Club podcast and the Girls on the Boys and writing about feminism and horror and witches and stuff. And I'll post it all at Jim Ferratu. Oh, nicely done. All right. And if folks want to get a hold of me, they can do so at Beast on my remote. And that's the letter B. And of course, thank you to the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network for hosting the show. Ladies, we will be back to discover whether the show has figured out what to do with Greta and John Green <laughs> next week. But until then, what are they going to do? Do the fucking show without you? <laughs> Pay attention to your fecal health. Ugh. <laughs> Squad.